to a very special Kendall cast where I'd like to do a few recent video game reviews. Not sure if I'll continue to record these sorts of things with any sort of regularity, but I've been playing a few games recently and figured it was worth recording, especially with Rebels Without a Cause waiting for new episodes of Star Wars Rebels. So around 10 p.m. on November 20th, I traveled to my local GameStop to pick up Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, this 3DS remakes of the third-generation Pokemon games originally for Game Boy Advance. The launch event left some to be desired. The store offered snacks, which consisted of a few boxes of Nintendo-themed fruit snacks scattered on the table, as well as cardboard Super Smash Bros. championship belts. Super Smash Bros. was also being released that day. However, since people were able to pay for their games in advance using their receipts to hold the place in line, there was not much of a crowd until about 11.30, half an hour before the store would begin distributing the games. I did have a few fun conversations about Blank and Blank and Missing No with a kid who'd never played the original games, but nothing epic. Over the next few days, I spent hours upon hours playing Omega Ruby while my girlfriend Molly played Alpha Sapphire. I actually logged something like 14 hours one day when I did not have to work. In short, the game was great. It managed to capture the feel and storyline of the Game Boy Advance versions without losing many of the features developed since then. It even improved upon the most recent iterations, Pokemon X and Y, with the design of its largest city. One of the biggest critiques in X and Y came from the layout and difficulty to navigate Lumio City. Um, Mallville City fills the same role as a giant mall and is simply easier to navigate while still feeling like a large city. Uh, One of the critiques I have for the game is the available Pokemon. As this is a remake of Generation 3, there is a limited selection available, especially early in the game. This became most apparent when I received the HM for Surf and did not have access to any water-type Pokemon besides Magikarp, who I've used in some recent playthroughs of various versions and didn't want to use again. I ended up having to use a Meryl that I'd received in a Wonder Trade. Wonder Trade, by the way, is a mechanic from X and Y that is really cool. You just send up any Pokemon you want up into the ether, and uh, you get... Any Pokemon, uh, just a random Pokemon back from somebody else that sent something up. Uh, it's very, uh, it's very fun to do when you're when you're breeding and you have a lot of extras and you can get some neat, uh, you know, partially bred uh, Pokemon. And also, it's just sometimes it's just fun to send it up and see what you randomly get. Uh, but the issue of diversity is particularly egregious because X and Y had around. A, 500 obtainable Pokemon in-game and emphasize that from the very beginning. Uh, Also, unlike X and Y, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire do not offer character customization beyond asking if the player is a boy or a girl. I never did much with clothing in X and Y, but it's certainly a popular feature and I'm curious as to why it was removed. If it was removed in order to include Pokemon contests, I'd say that was a bad decision. The context mechanic was something that I never fully figured out and really didn't care to. I understand that Pokemon games use little gimmicks and mechanics to make the game feel fuller, but I just don't see the point of the contest mechanic. One mechanic that drastically improved in the game is the ability to fly from place to place. In the past, it only allowed the players to warp to Pokemon centers in cities where the player had already traveled. Now it allows the player to warp to routes, cave entrances, and a few other areas. Again, only after the player has already traveled there on foot. 
In addition, late in the game, there is an open-world flying mechanic, which, while mostly a gimmick, allows the player to summon Latios or Latios, depending on the version, thus no longer requiring that a Pokemon on their team know fly. Uh, This is particularly relevant when trying to build a competitive team, uh, because fly being an HM is a pain, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a pain, trust me. Uh, the Elite Four in the post-game is nothing to write home about. The post-game in particular loses a bit of steam with NPCs telling the player to go various places. Um, I have not 100% finished the post-game, but I imagine it will unlock a bunch of additional Pokemon, legendary and otherwise. Um, all things considered, it's a Pokemon game and a good one at that. Released on the same day as Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, Super Smash Bros. Wii U is everything I wanted to be it to be and more. In case you've been living under a rock for the past 20 years, Smash is a fighting game featuring all sorts of Nintendo characters, ranging from Pokemon like Pikachu to Mario to Metroid Samus and a number of others. Some notable new arrivals include Pac-Man, Mega Man, and the dog from Duck Hunt. The first thing I noticed was the quality of the graphics and the detail of the stages compared to previous version Brawl. Many of the stages are much larger or simply have much more detailed backgrounds. One classic stage, Star Fox's ship, dating back to the Nintendo 64 version of the game, went from just being a big ship to forcing players to jump between ships before things blow up. I was most excited to play as Greninja, a Pokemon from X and Y version. I'm still working to get better with him, but he's certainly a contender. Aside from him, Little Mac from an old boxing game is an interesting character, and Bowser Jr. allows the player to play as any of the early bosses from recent Mario games. I particularly like the design on Bowser Jr. because it allows for a huge number of extra characters. It's as if it's five or six characters in one. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, the game can be played with Wiimotes, Pro Controllers, the big tablet, and even GameCube controllers with an adapter. Um, I personally play with the tablet, but that's just me. Um, final thing of note here is the ability to play with up to eight players. The up to eight players mode eliminates some of the smaller stages, but it's still utter chaos in the best way. I had a get-together with six people, and most of those battles turned into uh, four or fewer player battles fairly quickly. One strategy in those situations is just to survive long enough uh, to take on the last few players. So the thing Smash and Pokemon both have in common, aside from both being Nintendo properties, is that they both had a billion previous versions and are pretty much what you'd expect from a new version of a classic. They both also sell consoles. I bought my Wii U last spring because I knew I couldn't picture a world where I couldn't play Smash. And I only own five 3DS games, all of which are Pokemon. Nintendo must be doing something right, so suck it, Sony and Xbox. Thanks for listening.